Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrock. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. The storygoers don't know that actually this is our first episode we're recording with our webcams on. We can see each other. It's really cool. <laughs> I know. It's so strange. I can see I can see your beautiful face while I talk to you. I also see yours as well. <laughs> this is really cool. I think this is a really fun way to record this. So moving forward, this is going to be fun to do. But anyway, I digress. Ryan, how are you and what have you been playing? Uh, I'm doing good. I am doing pretty good. I've had a bunch of days off work, so I've been recharging and resting as much as possible. I've been playing endless Valhalla. I'm feeling like I'm almost to the end, so I'm like trying to to cl- close everything up and collect all the things so I can I can finish and, and be done, which I'm excited about. There was a, a section I just did that uh, maybe they shouldn't have. They the the engine doesn't support what they were trying to do, but overall, I, I, I'm really still really enjoying it. Um, but we, we can talk about that when, when, when you get there. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a ton of Valhalla. I'm, I'm kind of approaching the end, still really enjoying it. Um, a little bit of Animal Crossing, just, just the tiniest bit of, um, some, some Toy Day stuff and some Snowmans and stuff like that. Um, and I, and then just the tiniest amount of Hades. She's mostly been holding up the, the Hades front. So, but that's it. That's, that's all I've been playing. Mostly, mostly all Valhalla and a little bit of a, Among Us with friends, mm-hmm, which we did mm-hmm. together, which was really fun. Uh, because that's what all the kids are doing these days. Um, but what about you? How are you? And what are you even playing? I'm good. I'm really good, actually. I um, So I'm not like saying this as a humble brag or anything like that, but I have been fortunate enough to get myself a PlayStation 5. Yes, the best. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's like awesome. I was not expecting this at all. Um, so <laughs> my girlfriend uh, really pulled through for me. So like it, it was awesome. I've been playing uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on my PlayStation. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot. I'm not surprised how good it is. Uh, It's really cool. I love how it's so it's it's very similar, obviously, to the Spider-Man 2019 Spider-Man game. Um, But I love that the tweaks they've done and and how different Miles fighting is compared to Peter's. It's a lot of fun. I highly, highly recommend it. Still feel pretty weird about Peter's face having been having been changed um, from the PS4 version. I just doesn't it doesn't like click with me. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. Um, they did like a Tom Holland thing. I you know obviously so like I get what they're trying to do. So, um, but yeah, it's still off putting. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah. So storygoers, welcome to the very first episode. Of Tales in the Cartridge for 2021. Woo! Um, there were some wonderful things about 2020, but also some terrible things, and we're looking to the future, to the exciting games coming out in 2021. And, I mean, it, it used to be, at least my understanding, and maybe it was just, like, every year you would say, man, this was the best year in games. The n- next year is going to be terrible. But, like, we've had really good years for gaming for a really long time, and I don't think it's slowing down. I just saw a uh some figures on twitter the other day and again it's twitter so it could be all wrong that like the game industry is worth 137 billion dollars which is more than sports movies streaming services combined music combined wow so i don't think i don't think gaming's going anywhere and i don't think good games are going anywhere because there's just too much ding dang money in it. So <laughs> lucky for us uh as good consumers we get to enjoy all this wonderful content but yeah i'm excited yeah seriously i feel like this year is just done so well to give us more good games good games gameplay wise obviously and just good games story wise which is what we focus on here um and i'm just really loving all the love hades has been getting and again that's a game we just like beat historic goers heads over with that was a weird sentence but man i just love seeing 
Hades getting all the love it deserves. It just makes me feel so, so good because <laughs> it deserves it. Supergiant did a, a fantastic job with that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to hear it's doing well, especially since like it's a small team that has just been together for 14 years, 13 years, whatever it is. They, they, nobody has left since the founding of that company. They've just grown and grown and grown, and they take really good care of their employees. Like They force them to take time off. Email, you can't send an email after 5 p.m. on Friday to somebody because they don't want people to get engrossed. In, they want people to go home and enjoy that time. So like they take really good care of their employees. Like it's, it's, it's a success story in so many ways. Like Both it's a really incredible game that everybody loves like you said um and has over time like just grown to love and a really but also th- these really good folks who are getting treated really really well and paid really really well and are able to and just enjoy that success um it's such a dichotomy between last of us which is a really incredible game but has had a lot of controversy around the things going on in the background and how those employees are treated and same with some of the games we're going to see this year i know god of war had some of that around it um rockstar had a little bit of that around it certainly um cd project red now has had some some crunch so it's just good to see a game that is so good made by people who are like taken care of and get the things they need and you know how all games companies should treat their employees wow i actually did not know that about super giant i knew they were like a smaller team but i just didn't realize they were so focused on making sure that their employees are are well off and i mean that game Hayes has been out for i think like what two years in early access i think um and I mean, I love that it came out when it did because you can see how much it's grown and how much it's changed. And I, I mean, it, it, it's been really cool. It's almost like seeing your baby grow up, <laughs> which is a little dramatic, I think, to say it, compare it to. But it's the best thing I got right now. Um, but I, I love it. And I love that, like, this is a, like a conversation for another day, I think, but just to touch on it, how, like, um, there's a lot of discussion about the Game Awards awarding The Last of Us 2 with the Game of the Year and how that kind of celebrated uh, Crunch and, and kind of made it okay in a sense uh whereas then we have hades where you know ryan you're saying that uh the team is forced to not send emails after 5 p.m and that they you know are have mandatory like vacations and stuff and like it's just it's a really interesting conversation and i think that it's one that we need to have more of and we need to have people arguing less about it and more talking about it because i think that both sides have uh validating points you know as a developer you need to have uh, deadlines and you need to make those deadlines and but at the same time is it worth burning out your employees to do it and so that's just the it's it's hard to compromise that position but at the same time i think there is a compromise there it's just people are gonna have to lose things and come to a a decision that's gonna be very hard to make personally my perspective is that if if someone's well-being is being hurt in the pursuit of gaining a monetary value for an overall that can be avoided uh i would say that crunch is unnecessary I, even though i would think other people would argue that it is and i get their perspective i would ha- i would like to have a conversation about that honestly um i get more perspectives on that but i think overall if someone's well-being is being hurt in this process then that needs to be looked at and that needs to be reevaluated because that's not okay that's i don't i don't think that's okay um to it's almost like shaming someone or it's like hurting someone for loving to do what they do. And that's, that's just not okay. I mean, I work in the social work field and burnout is a huge problem. And so self-care is a really important thing to do, but a lot of times it's not pushed by companies to do that. Um, and then and there lies a problem, you know? So long story short, I just, I feel like crunch is a big issue and super giant games with their Hades, uh, with Hades, sorry. Um, 
shows that crunch isn't always necessary i think mm-hmm. yeah 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 i, I think we're we're in agreement there but i again i understand those perspectives and they have to do what they have to do because of the system that they are in but perhaps that means that we need a more systemic change of how the industry works and, and but that again is, is things that we can't necessarily have a say in other than you know vote with our dollars um as best we can but but it's it's also really hard so um yeah, so this year we're talking about the games we're excited about. Or yeah. This episode we're talking about the games we're excited about um, in 2021 and all the wonderful things to come. Um, and hopefully they will all be successful and uh, not harm too many folks' lives in in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's like make sure there's no like, divorces or anything and anything like that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, which like maybe if that was a metric you measured, games would be made differently. Like how many divorces, how many team members were married at the beginning of this game, divorced at the end, and let's look at that and have that be a quantifiable. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Get on a games industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but enough about divorces. That's not fun to talk about. What it is fun to talk about is our most exciting games coming out in 2021. Story-wise, the, one of the games that are really gripping us. Uh, Ryan, would you like to do the honors of going first? All right, so the my first game that I'm very, very excited about for 2021 is uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, a really big game that came out on the PS4. Um, it's uh, a game that the trailer came out at, was it a PlayStation? What, what, was it like the PlayStation like big event? Is that where they showed that? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think, think so. so. I think so. When they were talking about, well, either way, it's it's this game that has just recently been announced. I mean, we kind of knew it was in the works because it was one of the flagship games of the PS4 and kind of the sleeper, um, really successful by guys at Guerrilla who make some really good stuff. Like they used to make Killzone and now they're making Horizon Zero Dawn, which are, are great games. Um, yeah, I'm really excited uh, to kind of continue this story. It was a really interesting. Eric, did you play Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I started it. Um... But I just, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. I, I, there was something about it that just wasn't gripping me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always down for, like, a, a really cool female character in, in games. I think it's a lot of fun. Something different. Um, but for some reason, Ayla just didn't grab me as, like, a super interesting character. I just, I don't know. I didn't really feel it. Um, and, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, it just wasn't for me. I played a little bit, um, but I didn't stick around very long. Yeah, yeah, I, I beat Zero Dawn, and it had its ups and downs, but overall it was like a really cool experience. It's one of those games where you went into it, or at least I went into it, expecting a certain type of experience, and it was so much larger and so much more encompassing than I thought, and it had these really cool concept and really cool things that it explored. Um, and I'm interested to see where they take that, because how it ended, if I'm remembering, although I haven't played the DLC, and I think there's some more story stuff in the DLC, um, how it ended, it ended at kind of like a, a stopping point, but again, it's been years and years, so I need to go back and play it too. So I'm not interested to see where it goes and with how things ended, where it will go from here. But looking at the trailer, it seems like, um, of course, bad stuff's going on and Ellie needs to do something about it. But I, I'm also, the thing I'm most excited about, other than just like hearing more of that story and getting more time with Alloy in that world, is again, just spending more time exploring this huge expanse of space and see how it has changed and shifted because the world building in the first game was really interesting. One of the things when I went, went into it, I expected this kind of tribal situation and because for the most of the start of the game that's your experience and then once you get out of that starting area it opens up so much and you get to see kind of the different cultures of the people of the world and the different um factions and it was really really cool so i'm excited for more of that to see what they do um and yeah so that that is my first game i'm excited to see where it goes and what's gonna happen yeah yeah i, I think horizon is going to be as you talk about it, it makes you want to play it so i think it's one of those games where 
I eventually go back to it. And I'm really hoping the sequel motivates me to want to go back to it. Maybe it'll be a good way to kind of get into the series. And as I finish the first one, the second one will come out. Uh, but Eric, do you want to talk about your first game that you're excited about for 2021? Yeah, so my first game that I want to talk about is Deathloop. Deathloop is a game that's coming out May 21st of 2021 uh, by Arcane Studios. They're the people who did Dishonored. I'm a huge Dishonored fan. I've loved Dishonored uh, 1 and 2 a lot. I've played Dishonored 1 specifically like so many times. It's insane. Um, it's like a fun challenge, I think, to to beat that game and in difficult ways, it's, it's a lot of fun. They also made Prey, which I know that we both liked a lot. Um, that game was like way scarier than I thought it was gonna be. It was awful, <laughs> but in a good way. It was awful in a good way. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, just from the style of the game, like um, the art is beautiful. The landscape is so unique. It's like kind of like Dishonored, but with We Happy Few like mixed together. Um, and the story premise looks so cool. The idea that like, it's almost like this roguelike, this first person shooter roguelike. And um, uh, you can kind of, every time you die, you restart. But that's kind of the fun in it. And then as you progress through, there's another assassin hunting you as you kill your target. So I think, I'm hopeful there's going to be a lot of good story elements in this game. Um, but I'm not quite sure yet. I don't know if it's more gameplay or what, but I, I'm hopeful that they'll have a good story to tell in this game. The people at Arcane Studios have done a great job with their games story-wise, I feel like. They are very... Um, unique. The characters are a lot of fun and interesting, so I feel like this game's going to be no different. You can already see it in the characters themselves, how fun and cool they look. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really fun experience. I'm really hopeful hopeful for it. Gameplay-wise, you know, we don't talk about that here, and story-wise. <laughs> so Ryan, what is your second game that you were excited about for 2021? Uh, my second game that I'm excited about this year is Far Cry 6. Um, the Far Cry series has always been a series I've really enjoyed. I even played Primal, um, which was a fun little caveman romp. But it's a really fun series. And I think I, I didn't play the fifth one, and I kind of wish I did because the concept was so interesting. Um, and that's what I think is so cool about Far Cry is they take, and that's one of the reasons I'm most excited about this, is the characters in Far Cry are always really engaging, and especially the villains. Um, Voss, I think, from Far Cry 3 is... Um, is, you know, Harold is one of these great villains of gaming, or great even characters of gaming. And same with, um, oh, what's his name, Pagan Ming um, from Far Cry 4 was super interesting, and I loved his character too. So, and then, I, I again, I fell off the fifth, and I kind of want to go back, but um, I'm really excited for this one because the character who, I think you have the name, Eric, and he's an actor who I don't know because I haven't watched um, very popular uh, TV show series. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know what's what's his name? Yeah, uh, Juan Carlo Esposito. And what is he in Breaking Bad? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, he's in Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. and Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's awesome. He's a great actor. I I love seeing him and stuff. Like he's just like he's strangely like scary. I don't know. I can't really. I don't really understand how to explain it. <laughs> but in this game looks pretty like a like a evil like charismatic like villain. It's weird. Yeah, this like really charismatic evil leader who i think far cry does so well of exploring um and i mean the the setting looks almost like a cuba or like an, an island in the in the caribbean that's been kind of taken over by a dictator and 
again, these really common Far Cry concepts of there's this evil dictator or this evil organization or evil person who you have to then go and somehow liberate it. I'm interested to see how they how they change that or what, how they how they explore that. As well as like in the trailer, there's this boy who seemingly has some important part, and I'm interested to see where that goes. But I, I'm just excited um, for more of these Far Cry games and for more of these stories because they're always really interesting. Um, and the settings are always cool, the characters are always cool, and just to see how they, what concepts they're going to explore, because every game they kind of take on these ideas and these concepts of, you know, free will, or of, you know, faith, or of all these different things, and how that affects the setting and a people. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with that with this game, because uh, the trailer was really exciting. Yeah, it's really cool, and you're right, like, Far Cry has the best villains, like, Boss is so cool, I feel like everybody, like, everyone after that game was, like, using that insanity quote that he says in the in the mm-hmm. game everyone like, everyone everyone yeah 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 so like it was just yeah. it's so funny how like it just mm-hmm. yeah people love that and piggy man was like creepy and, and kind of scary like but very kind at the same time it's really hard to pin him down but it's yeah far cry's best qualities are its villains um it's yeah so so cool i'm really excited for this game too Juan carlos is a really cool actor mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see where that goes and if he's someone that we'll be kind of drawn towards. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> As a series, there's just like some heavy stuff. And it also is a series where like it gives you some interesting choices. Um, again, I don't know in 5 what choices you can make, but I remember in 4 and in 3, you had some really cool options you got to choose of how you pursued things or how you handled situations, and it led to really dramatically different endings and scenarios and stories. That, that It'll be interesting to see how they handle that in this. Yeah, I love the, I love the versatility of Far Cry, like being able to just go in guns blazing um, or being able to like be a sniper or be sneaky. And I was like the sneaky parts. I thought they were the most fun in Far Cry 3 and 4, so I'm looking more forward to that more. Uh, and six. Um, but Eric, what is your next game that you're excited about? So the next game that I would like to bring up for 2021 is No More Heroes 3. And I know I've talked a little bit about No More Heroes on the podcast a little bit in the, the, the beginning of the shows. Um, but it's like a special place in my heart for No More Heroes. I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> um, it's such a weird series i beat the first one and i really liked it a lot it's just so it's very repetitive but there's a lot of charm to it and then i started to play number two uh but it just wasn't getting me like the very beginning of the game like you start as the 50th assassin and the very first match you have you take on like half of the assassins through uh, that's like a football player and his cheerleaders and like you kill them all in this weird mech battle and then you like rise to like the 25th rank and it just felt weird i don't know i just I wasn't super into it. Kind of like maybe not want to play anymore for some weird reason. I'm sure I'll go back to it soon and beat it, but um, especially before three comes out. But overall, as a series, it's such a weird story about Travis Touchdown, the main character. Uh, but I'm super invested in it. I mean, the third one's about the Galactic Assassins Bureau. So like aliens are coming from the sky to fight you, and you're trying to be at the the universe's number one assassin. So, like, if there's math battles in this one, I feel like I'll be much more understanding as to why. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's super weird. Ryan, are you a fan of, like, No More Heroes at all, or have you played any of the games before? No, this is this is a game series I, I don't even think I've, has ever even been on my radar until you brought it up. Um, yeah, I, I maybe I've, I've seen it or heard about it um, ages ago. Um, they're older games, right? Like, back in the, the mid-2000s, late-2000s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was during yeah, a time yeah, yeah, okay. 
where like you had to shake the Wii to recharge the <laughs> bean It was weird. It was really strange. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do remember these games. So, yeah, no, this is a game series I've, I've never really dived into or jumped into. So it's really cool to hear you talk about this like wacky strange journey and the idea of this like galactic assassins bureau or whatever it is is such a cool idea that it kind of makes me want to jump in and see what that's all about because that sounds so fun <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool i i mean like i would have thought it was like a, just a more global fight but i mean they're taking it to the universe to do it and that's like whatever I and mean, that's no way heroes like it's just it's just crazy so um but yeah it's it's a it's an exciting series for me i'm excited to see if there's an end to this thing story-wise but um but we'll have to see so ryan what is your third game that you are excited about for 2021 uh for my third game so this is a game actually wasn't even on my radar until we started having this conversation <laughs> um and you pointed and i was looking at some of the games coming out and i was chatting with you a little bit but uh lord of the rings Gollum. um it's i'm now with my partner starting to rewatch the lord of the rings series as like a an almost adult, <laughs> adult <laughs> approaching adult. Um, and they're just hitting really differently and I'm really enjoying them. They're super cheesy in some places, but I'm really enjoying them. And kind of like we've talked about on this, on this show, on this podcast is sometimes those side stories are really interesting and tell you like, give you another perspective on this world. And this character of Gollum Smeagol is such a core part of this journey of the rings journey and all of that to see what his journey is as part of this. And it sounds like you can like make choices either to be more Smeagol or more Gollum. It looks super like cool. It's like a, a stealth game where you don't have any weapons, but you can kind of distract people and use the environment, which is really cool. And just the idea of exploring such a strange character as Gollum, who is just so broken. And I mean, I don't even know if broken is the right word. This who's been so shaped and molded and changed by this powerful evil object um and now he's trying to really just get that object back because that's all every all he knows is such a cool idea and i'm I'm really excited to see a different side of lord of the rings because it's such this like big epic story um to see kind of the underbelly as this tiny character who really is able to walk among like the grossest evilest creatures in the world um and and the dark places and see what those are like i'm really excited to see how they tell that story and what pieces because similar to um uh, rogue rogue one um is that the is that the star wars movie where we know what the ending is gonna be yeah yeah what am i talking yeah similar to similar to rogue one we know what happens to Gollum. we know how his story ends um there's a gap we don't know which i think this story takes place but we know kind of what happens to him at least something big in that and it's really gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out and what we get to see and what cars we get to explore and I, i'm just excited to dive back in that world um and see another side of it so that's that's kind of why that's that's on my list um yeah yeah i mean i am really excited for this too i didn't really know about this either until you she like, reminded me of this i've heard about this game a while ago but i haven't heard anything else since and i think it's like a stealthy kind of game which is cool i mean you know smeagol never really fights anyone he, he you know spoilers he bites someone's finger off but that's about it so uh it'll be interesting to see how the game works and um yeah, and it's really cool to know how, what happens with this character in between the books slash movies and kind of expand on his lore. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that and the, how much freedom they have to tell that story. Uh, but Eric, what's your what's your number three? Uh, my number three is actually one that we share, I believe. Oh, we do. We do both share this. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so my number three, uh, or our collective... Well, yeah. uh, one 
is uh, the God of War sequel uh, for 2021. Hopefully it meets the date. But yeah, it's um, God of War, the sequel to the 2018 uh, game. And uh, we're really excited. I'm really excited for it. I cannot wait to kind of jump back into that world and experience it again. Um, the 2018 God of War really made me care about Kratos. He was a character I really hated. Like I legitimately just did not like Kratos at all. Um, and the other God of Wars. I, I played a little bit of the first one, a little bit of the second one, but I've really jumped into God of War uh, for the third one for the premise of like fighting the Greek gods. I thought that was such a cool idea. I love the idea of fighting them. Um, but as we as you progress in that story, you just kind of realize that Kratos is this huge jerk. Like he's just a just a for lack of a better word, and there are better words. He's just a huge jerk, and um, I don't know. I just really did not like him. So when we came upon the 2018 sequel and to see Kratos struggling with being a good father and what that means for him. Um, it made me really think about my situation with my father and, and kind of the person I want to be if I ever have kids and which is very deep for a game like that. I wasn't expecting that. So, uh, I'm very much interested in what a sequel looks like for God of War and the relationship between Kratos and Atreus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for example, like, in God of War 3, there's a part where, like, Kratos makes Poseidon's daughter, I believe, hold this crank up, which will hold this door open for Kratos to go through. And she's very, like, small, and, and, and she looks kind of weak, so, like, and that's not a knock against her or anything like that. But, like, this this door crane is very large, so um, she's desperately trying to hold it as, as much as she can, and Kratos isn't really caring what happens to her. And granted, this is someone who hasn't really done anything to Kratos as far as I know. Like, this is just Poseidon's daughter, but Kratos is so angry at the Greek gods that it doesn't matter whose daughter it is, but it's because it's Poseidon's daughter she, like, needs to pay in some weird way. So, like, as Kratos goes to the door, you hear this, like, awful grinding, crunching sound, and you realize that she has been, like, taken by this crank and is lodged into it and dies. And Kratos just doesn't care. And I just remember feeling so, like, sick from that. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't know what the point was for that. It just seems so stupid to me. That someone could just be so cold-hearted, and like he, I don't know. It's just it's just really jarring in a sense that like, Curse is so angry at the Greek gods for being jerks, but he himself was the same way. So he's just a huge hypocrite. But then again, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have appreciated the 2018 God of War as much as I did. So enough of a tangent. Enough of this uh, rant that I've gone down. Ryan, what are your thoughts about the God of War franchise and the upcoming sequel? A lot of the same reasons as you. I played a lot of those God of War games growing up, and I, like you, I enjoyed them. I, I didn't, I didn't kind of click with the concepts. I didn't, I didn't pay attention as well as like when three came out, and you noticed you used a human as like a literal object to open a door for you. Um, I that 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 how problematic that was didn't. I just didn't understand it. it went over my head. Um, but then at, reflecting back on it and, and like when the games came out on remaster and playing them back again, you kind of see how like disgusting and gross, um, this character is and how he is only thinking about himself and only in so consumed by this revenge that it just, it, it's just, he's, he's, he seemed to be an irredeemable character. And then this game came out and it was such a reckoning on all those things. He's, he literally has to face these demons that he 
because everything that's happening to him is is because of the things he did in the past, right? He's he's having to reckon with these demons and and face the fact that his what he did, the choices he made, are not just affecting him, but they're affecting his son. And in that, as a concept, is really interesting. And like you, it helped me reflect on like my own parental relationships and what that means and what that looks like. And then where the story goes it, it, over the course of its time is, it's so beautiful how it's done, and it ends at a place where. I just want to, you, you know, you, it ends almost on a cliffhanger in some ways, and you really want to know what's going to happen next. You really want to know what's going to happen to these characters, and it makes you kind of really care about Kratos even more because of this experience he's had to go through, and because what you know he's going to have to go through um, is just really beautifully done. And like you said, taking this irredeemable character who did really gross, terrible things to humans and didn't really respect anybody um especially um women in this game in the previous games is now really having to reckon with that in a really interesting way that i think is really great and i'm excited to see what they do um and i'm excited to see how they handle that so yeah similar to you but yeah yeah god of war is awesome like the new one's fantastic and i think that cory barlow the director of the of the last god of war and i believe he's directing this sequel um i have high hopes for him i think he's gonna do awesome so but we'll see uh ryan we are at your last game on your list what is your last game that you are excited for story-wise for 2021. Uh, so my last game um, I'm excited about um, for this upcoming year is a game that it, it's a series Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's a game. It's a series. Ratchet and Clank has been a game series I've played since the beginning. It's a, it was, it, I think it came out in like PlayStation two, maybe PlayStation, maybe it was on the PlayStation three launch titles or, or somewhere around launch. But but those, yeah, those those games have always been just really fun. And the story has always been kind of light. There's some stuff in there about um, Ratchet and his, you know, his his race, his, the group of Lombaxes and what happened to them and, and the things going on in the game. It's, it's usually like a, there's a big bad villain. You have to stop them using all these cool things. And in this game, it looks like it might just be a really fun romp through a bunch of worlds that are fun and really silly and exciting, which I would love. But it looks like there's also going for something else. It looks like there might be something else there, which makes me really excited to see what they're going to explore and how they're going to explore that. I know in the in the trailer, they right away they show another Lombax, which is really interesting, um, and it's going to be and, and a female Lombax. Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure what the genders of Lombaxes are, but it, it seemed to be applied that they at least identified in some way or. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see where they go with that, and I'm excited to play more of that and, and see if that's, like, if there was a game, right now there's a lot of really great games out, but there's nothing I can't play on my PC, that is the game that might push me to get a PS5, because I'm just really excited about uh, more Ratchet and & Clank and to see what that world is like. Yeah, I mean, I've never played the Ratchet & Clank games, but just watching the tech demo from the PlayStation for PS5 and just seeing how the, how fast the worlds can it's change incredible. yeah yeah it's literally incredible and and um it's something that i think story-wise can create such a great avenue for crafting a very unique and, and crazy story because like you really jump between worlds at a, at a fast moment and um it the potential is endless like you can it, the story could be just whatever it wants to be which is kind of freeing and, and really cool i think uh, so, I mean, I've never played Ratchet and Clank game before, but I think this could be the first one that I would want to jump into and, and try. Yeah, it's just like a fun, silly uh, kind of game, and I'm interested to see how heavy or not heavy they take it, because it's been a while since Insomniac is put out. Is it Insomniac who made this one as well? Yeah, I, my, I believe so. Right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
um, it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they continue to explore this world and continue to explore these ideas in an interesting way. So yeah, I can't wait. But Eric, what is your uh, next game you're excited about? So this is uh, the last game on my list. Uh, it's a big one. I'm sure many people feel the same way I do, but that game is the Breath of the Wild sequel, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. Um, I I mean, I love Zelda. It's crazy I haven't covered it yet on this podcast. I'm just kind of waiting because I really want to do it right. Um, but that's besides the point. The Breath of the Wild is such a great game. And I I knew it was, really, I mean, I figured it would do really well, but I think it's gone above and beyond pretty much even Nintendo thought it was going to happen. Because now they're really expanding on this story i mean age of calamity just came out recently i mean i heard it's pretty good uh, and expands on that story and now they're so this is like a prequel there and now they're expanding into a sequel here so like they're they're going from you know we don't have we don't get a lot of sequels in in legend of zelda in terms of like uh stories and like single stories like we got that from ocarina of time to majora's mask um and maybe another one, but anyway, I can't think about it off the top of my head, but it doesn't matter. The point is that we don't get that continuation a whole lot between specific links and Zeldas and Ganons. So it'll be really cool to see what they do with this story. Um, it feels like it has a lot of Majora's Mask vibes. It's kind of dark. It's kind of creepy. The first game took place, you know, up, a, up on land. It was very beautiful. It's very bright and colorful. I'm very curious if this game will take place mostly underground. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's what the trailer kind of shows us. But I mean, then again, it could just be the trailer. And to see who we're presuming to be Ganon in this trailer and the way he looks so mummified, it kind of gives you that creepy Majora's Mask vibe that I really, really want to experience. I would be so happy if it was that kind of gritty, dark Majora's Mask kind of feeling to this game. I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be like a reimagining of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for me in a sense because like it kind of feels like the parallels there. So uh really really excited for this game i can't wait for it to come out i'm just very hopeful it won't get delayed to 2022 or else i will i will probably cry i will cry uh big boy tears i'm not i'm not joking <laughs> but ryan um what is your experience with this game did you did you play age of calamity at all actually i feel like you said you did but now i can't remember yeah we we played a lot of age of calamity oh oh what'd you think i haven't played um it's really fun. It's really fun. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. The it's it's kind of wonky, um, just because of the limitations of the Switch, um, and and what they're trying to do. But if if you just want more of that world, and you want like some of the bits and pieces between, it's 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 a good time. It's it isn't revolutionary. There's nothing like, I don't think anything. We haven't finished it yet. We're very close. I don't think there's anything in there that is so huge that you'll feel like you if you don't have that information you'll miss out. But there's like bits and pieces like the journey of. They also retcon some weird stuff, but um, yeah, it's yeah. There's like there's time travel involved, and oh, it's, it's wow. and there's like a there's other there's a villain who's uh, who is unrelated to Ganon, but somehow related to Ganon. I, I haven't like I said, hmm. we haven't finished it, but there's a lot going on there. Um, but it's it's a really fun it's a really fun time to play. I will say that. Wow, I didn't know it had any of those things. I don't have time travel. So when yeah. if if the if the pandemic ever leaves, Eric, you can come. We can sit on the couch and play together. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would totally do that. Because yeah. it is it is multiplayer, which is really fun. Yeah, I would totally do that. It'd be fantastic. I I really should play it because I love Breath of the Wild. I love the story that they they're building there. Um, it's it's kind of it's so it's filling in the gaps. It's it's you going around and meeting the pilots of the Divine Beast for the first time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so it's it's and it, you find out it's it's following Link's journey from just a guard 
in the Hyrule Army to the warrior who will seal away the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it's, the, the story things it's trying to cover are really interesting. I don't know if it lands really successfully, um, just because it feels kind of like they, they, they didn't, t- it doesn't seem like they took a ton of time on it. Um, and the writing is a little wonky, but it, it's, it's still, it fills those gaps in. If you want more of that Breath of the, it, it, if you want more Breath of the Wild, um, world, it, it scratches that itch. It, it fills in those gaps and it has some, it has some other stuff. You're exploring like those, you're, you're exploring why Link is being hunted by those weird assassin dudes, um, for in Breath of the Wild. There's, yeah, there's like, there's like these really core story stuff in Breath of the Wild that they just kind of like talk about it happening in the past where you like experience it in the game, which is really interesting and fun. That is so cool. I, I love the idea that they could explain these things yeah, from okay. Breath of the Wild. It's like, well, a good opportunity to do those things. That's so cool. I uh, That makes me feel motivated to want to go and play this now. That's, wow. Okay, cool. I'll have, to that. I'll have to check it out. So those are our games for 2021 that we were excited for. Story-wise, we are really excited. And of course, Storygoers, let us know what you want from 2021 story-wise for video games. Uh, but before we end the show, we want to talk about our goals for this coming year. Yes. Yeah, it's exciting. We uh, have some ideas mm-hmm. that we want to share uh, with you guys for what our hopes for improving the podcast for 2021 moving forward. Ryan, do you want to start with explaining the first one? Yeah. So uh, obviously the biggest goal of any, of any podcast is just to grow your listener base. And this is, we're, we're, we're trying to be like as transparent as possible with what our goals are and what we're doing so that when you see us two strange things or wondering why we're doing certain things, you can have the why behind it. Um, so our, one of our, our first big goal is to grow our podcast, um, grow our listener base. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to, for us to do that is, again, to encourage you guys to share this podcast with your friends, um, give us reviews on Apple Podcasts and other pod services, but really just reach a larger audience um, and reach more folks, just have more people in our community. Um, so that's that's our first big goal is for that listener base, which is also probably the hardest goal, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, too. And I really want to preface, preference that, or I really want to point out that we're not trying to grow our listener base for like a monetary gain or anything like that. We just really want more people to talk to us, honestly. Like we're, we're just trying to kind of create a community where we can talk about games and share our perspectives and be open about that and and kind of practice that skill. And But also at the same time, just talk about something that we love, which is video games. I think that's a, a lot of fun and it's a really cool idea. And, and so the overall goal is just to get people involved in talking because I think the more people that are talking, the more fun we can have. So it sounds kind of lame when I say it that way. Um, but that is the overall goal. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's correct. I think the reason we do all the things we do is to create that community and provide a place for people. And that's why you may see this year, uh, similar to the bedtime stories and similar to these DLC episodes, try some other weird things just to see what people enjoy and what helps kind of foster and work towards building that community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that actually leads to our second goal to uh, improve our community, which is uh, improving our engagement on social media. Uh, we are hoping to incorporate more polls, asking uh, storygoers to pick the next stories that we can, like give two stories and and uh, pick which ones that you guys would rather listen to, and we can cover that on the next episode. That's kind of our overall goal uh, on that platform. It's kind of hard. We're not very good at social media yet, <laughs> but uh, we're trying. We're really trying to learn, and it's a uh, it's quite the beast. I understand now why they hire uh, social media people on on projects and teams and stuff i get it i totally understand now i did first i didn't but now i, I totally do it is definitely a, a frickle beast we're also trying to use discard more discord more we're trying to add uh tails group on discord to kind of again improve our engagement with the view story goers and to foster a, 
a, a better community. We're probably going to say foster a better community multiple times in this thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, polls on social media and Discord. That's our overall goal, and we'll get there eventually. But, um, but yeah, Ryan, what is our third goal for 2021? Yeah, the third goal would be, again, fostering that community. So building that community of people um, and helping that with the Discord. Like, like Eric said, having that Discord where we can all gather and chat to where we can, outside of the podcast, have those conversations or play games together or talk about the games we're playing together and just have a group of people who are doing things that they enjoy and have a place to talk about those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Still um, asking for those write-ins as it, as we're, because we're kind of brand new to this and as we're learning more about this, you guys help shape what this will become or what things we like to do or what you like or don't like. So the more write-ins, so our goal then is to foster that, to get get more of those write-ins, get more of the community involved in what we're doing, similar with that engagement. But then we want, once we have that community, to have us like work towards common goals or, or work things things together to try and like create new things and try new things and be there to support each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it really does come down to just getting more people involved, I guess. But like, not again, not for like a gain. It, it, the only gain is like to just bring people together and talk about video games, which is really cool. But um, for our last goal, though, for twenty twenty one, is to build a website. A website would really help to be able to keep you guys informed better. It would keep us on track as well, honestly, uh, where you can see what's happening each week and to kind of stay aware of the situation uh, besides having to rely on our social media, which, again, we admit are not the best at. <laughs> but it's okay. I want to, we want to be open about it. We're trying to be better about it. So, uh, but yeah, I think a website would really help with that. It'd be like a one-stop shop for all things Tales for the Cartridge, Tales from the Cartridge. And um, it would be really cool, I think, overall, just to be able to have that in general. Yeah, so those are our, our 2021 goals. Those will, I'm sure, shift and change as the year goes on. Um, but we just want to have these things in mind because we want to be transparent, but there's another word as well. Oh, we want to be transparent and intentional in everything that we're doing. We want, to, there, we want there to be a reason behind what we're doing. I mean, obviously, the main reason is that we love games. We love talking about games. We want to have a community of other more people to talk about games with. Um, their stories and all those pieces, but we can only do that if we ha- if we have kind of goals or something we're working towards. And to tell you those goals will help you guys understand the why behind some of the things we're doing. Why maybe we release things on a Monday instead of a Sunday, or we release things more things on different days. It's all because we're trying to figure out what works best for yeah, you guys. Yeah, speaking of that, guys we like will be releasing episodes uh, on Mondays from now on. Mondays at six a.m. is our goal. Um, Sundays are just it's kind of a lot for us right now, and it, it actually gives us an extra day to work on the episodes if we need to. So it'll be a lot of help to just kind of move that to Mondays from now on. So Mondays are our release date. Mondays at 6 a.m. on all podcast servers, 6 a.m. Eastern time. And speaking of releases, just really quickly for January. So our first game that we will be covering in January will be between Infamous and Batman Arkham Asylum, which are two great games. I'm really excited to cover whatever one we do. Uh, And that will be done on the... That will be released on the 11th of January. On the 18th, we will be doing our last episode of Super Mario 64 for Bedtime Stories. Uh, and then, Ryan, do you want to talk about the, the 25th, which will be our guest episode? Yeah, so for our, our second story game for January, we have another guest on um, who has a couple ideas. So he mm-hmm. is interested in 
Baldur's Gate, the first one, which is an old, old game um, set in like that, that Forgotten Ooh. Realms D&D world. Shadow of the Colossus, which again is this really big, beautiful game. <laughs> and then Knights of the Old Republic, which is an old classic, this wonderful game from, from, from the yesteryear that um, was kind of the start of the whole Bioware wonderful RPG world. Um, so those are, so look out in the, in the first part of January for that in Batman Infamous poll, and then the second part of January, look out for that Baldur's Gate, Shadow of the Colossus, or Republic and let us know what you want to hear, what episodes you want. That's so awesome. Can, uh, I'm excited for any of those games. I've never played Baldur's Gate, and uh, but I have played uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which is an awesome game, and also Kotor, which is it feels like it came out forever ago, and it probably did. So that's great. <laughs> I'm old. But anyway, uh, uh, Ryan, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up the episode today? No, no, I'm just, I'm so excited and glad that I get to do this and be a part of this and get to talk about video games uh, regularly. <laughs> Me and, with my uh, friend Ryan. It's really nice. As always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for sticking with us this long. We are going to do our best to make 2021 a good year for the for Tales. And, and hopefully we can hear more of your thoughts, feelings, and perspective in the year to come. So thank you again. We hope you're ha- healthy, happy, and well. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.